This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Welcome to All the Right Marketing Podcast, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and products. In short, we talk to people in the book industry about getting their books and their programs visible to readers, and we want to know more about how they do that. Today, we have two guests. Today, we have Bay Area writers, Angela Dalton and Alex Jordan. They both met as they struggled to promote their newly released books during the pandemic. Them and many other people. So this is going to be a good conversation. I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. As competition grew for authors of all genres to capture the attention of readers and bookstores, they decided to try a different approach. Dalton and Giardino created a new Storytime video series called Storytime Friends. Through this new endeavor, they are bringing joy and books to children receiving care in hospitals and finding new readers in the process. Ladies, you are our ideal guests because you've taken something, right? You've taken the mission of, you know, reaching readers. You've taken the mission of getting your books in front of um, caregivers and parents and teachers, those who are going to be purchasing the books. And you said, how can we do this in a non-traditional way? So welcome. We're going to talk about this today. I can't wait. Um, But before we do so, I would like the elevator version of each of your journeys into publishing. So we stepped into an elevator. We're going from floor one to 16. Alex, tell me, how did you get into writing picture books? I started 10 years ago um, on a lark. Somebody recommended that a work that I had done for adults, I was a translator um, from Spanish into English, and I had translated Pablo Neruda's wife's memoirs. And somebody said I should write a picture book about Pablo. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll try it. And that led to this incredibly fun, a really kind of creative adventure. Um, I wrote that book and I published it with a small publisher. I was not agented. Um, and I continued to work with the same editor on the, my following three books. Um, and I spent a lot of time developing community, which actually leads me to today. Um, Wonderful. You know, the whole process was about people. About people, community. Yeah. How about you, Angela? Let's, let's hear about your journey. Sure. Um, so let's see. Well, I lived a previous life that ended in 2016, <laughs> in which I worked for, um, I was a, a online games producer and content strategist. And I worked for companies like General Mills. Um, I worked for a cartoon uh, networks like Cartoon Network, Nick, Nickelodeon, Nick Jr. Mm-hmm. A lot of focused content creation was happening. And in 2016, I moved to the Bay Area with my husband. And I had a clean slate. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And he said, what is something you've always wanted to try? And having had this long journey with kid content creation, I thought, a kid picture book. I've always wanted to write a picture book. And so I attempted it. And it was it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, a lot of crying, a lot of tears, but a lot of learning and, and ultimately a lot of joy when I got that first manuscript done. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with it. I wasn't sure. I didn't really know much about the traditional publishing route. And I had had some friends who had done self-publishing. And so I interviewed uh, five authors who did self-publishing, five who did traditional publishing. And because the story that I had written was so close to my heart um, and from something from my life, 
I decided to do self-publishing because I really wanted to maintain that creative control and voice. Mm-hmm. And so, so my writing journey actually started in self-publishing. And then after that book came out, I was hooked. I love the community, as Alex was saying. It's a wonderful community of people. And so I decided to check out the traditional route. And so in 2017, I um, found an agent who liked my work, and we were able to sell some uh, our first manuscript to HarperCollins. Wonderful, wonderful. So you both have had interesting journeys. What are we celebrating? Can we celebrate something today? Is there a book that is coming out in the near future future for either of you or both of you? What do you think, Alex? Can we celebrate? Oh, I'm something? beating because Angela has a book coming out. I'm excited for the book. <laughs> is it the story? Me, okay, so me and Tree? Uh, no, that's, so my book, um, the last book that I had come out was last spring and that was Me Plus Tree. And I currently have three books out on submission. So um, fingers crossed. But I was beaming because I'll let Angela tell you she has a new book coming out very soon. Yay. Well, we're celebrating Me Plus Tree. And Angela, tell us. (laughs) Sure. I have a book coming out in January 2023 titled To Boldly Go, How Nichelle Nichols and Star Trek Helped to Advance Civil Rights. Wow, good for you. Okay, 2023. So we try to link to whatever we can. So okay. I'll, I'll take a look at your website and see, is there already, like, uh, have you had a cover reveal? And no, okay. not yet. It's coming soon. It should be in about two weeks. Oh, coming soon. Perfect. Excellent. Okay, so now we're going to go into the next question is, how did the two of you connect, Alex? Well, we connected during the pandemic. So we met virtually on a Zoom just like this. And um, Angela uh, uh, joined me in a conversation about a book that I was publishing um, that I was struggling with. And um, we connected through some pretty deep conversations about, um, in particular, white authorship. And um, that led to more of a um, sort of um, other conversations about this industry and our own projects and then a friendship blossomed and we became critique partners and you know I it just sort of blossomed from there but it, it feels like Angela I've known you for a long time and I realize it's only been like two years <laughs> you know but um, I, so you know <laughs> it's crazy right um, but it's been so such a gift to have Angela in my life. Wonderful. And Angela, your work in your uh, previous career really lent lent itself to what you're doing now. You were in content creation for children. Um, Your first book, you didn't mention the title, but I would love, because you said that that was really near and dear to your heart. Um, I would love to hear the title of that one. Sure. It's called If You Look Up to the Sky. And the premise of the book is it's about a grandmother teaching her granddaughter that there are many ways that we can remain connected with each other through, you know, many different lands or skyscapes. Um, they can remind us of our, our precious moments with each other, our time with each other, or just, you know, a reminder of each other when we can't be close together. And so as we see these different skyscrapes, skyscapes, the girl, the daughter, granddaughter, excuse me, the granddaughter is also, we're watching her grow and mm-hmm. move through, navigate the world until she herself is a mother with a child. Oh. And, um, but also, you know, we just see how through these moments, she stays connected um, to the people that she loves. And it came out, you said 2017? Correct. Yes. So it was before the pandemic, but the whole concept of not being able to see each other and um, that's very timely. 
So during the pandemic, you guys met the two ladies, you met, you had this discussion, you became critique partners. How do we go from critique partners to story time friends? <laughs> Alex, do you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. So, um, <clears throat> well, as as everybody knows, um, the pandemic altered our realities so dramatically, especially um, when thinking about us in children's book publishing, we had suddenly no access to the world as we had known it, even though we're all a bunch of introverts who like to stay home and write. Um, the ways that we could connect with each other and the kids and their communities was taken off, you know, immediately away. Um, so, I started spending a bunch of time hiking and um, thinking about, you know, like reflect was good reflection time, right? So I just started reflecting on when I have the chance to go back to working with children and being with them, it directly, how do I want that to look and what would be meaningful and fun for me? Um, and that questioning was happening for a bunch of us. And I reached out to Angela and Mira and Michael, who are very much, very much our equals. There are four of us who've created Storytime Friends. I guess it was about a year and a half ago now, we, four of us got together and um, I sort of tossed out this, like, what, what would you guys think about reaching out to a hospital? And um, it was just this electric um, conversation and um, well, Angela, I'll let you take it from there. That's yeah, that's great timing. I want to know all about this. Yeah. So as Alex mentioned, she, it, you know, we all were struggling because it was just kind of a rush to all of those promotional channels that you're used to, right? And everybody was overwhelmed. Everybody was was burned out, and especially children. So doing zooms just was not something that appealed to any of us, um, you know, and and so also trying to help connecting with community was I think also a big thing for all of us in some way, shape or form. And at the time I lived about a block away from UCF SEP Children's Hospital and I received a flyer in the mail, actually just a postcard of um, their core uh, welcoming and, and uh, community administration team um, introducing themselves. And I thought they're gonna be the perfect people for us to connect to. So I just randomly sent an email because you never know what can happen. And we heard back and, you know, we just said we're four authors in the local area, Bay Area, and we would love to do some video story times for your um, in hospital. And it just happened that they had an interior uh, closed circuit network that um, was funneled into all of the individual rooms, but also, you know, the community rooms. So they had the ability to share these videos across all of their hospitals. Wow. And so we did our first four uh, videos, again, the core four of us, and it was so well received that we heard from the manager and she just said, thank you so much. And we would love to do more. And we said, great, because we would love to do more too. Wow. Wow. And where, where were these videos being recorded? So we each recorded our own at our homes at that okay. time. So it was still like very much everybody was keeping distance. We were still at home. So we all just uh, recorded our own video in our backyard or patios or what have yeah. you. Did some very rudimentary editing. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're very homemade. And I think that's what makes them really lovely um, because they're not, you know, splashy or shiny or anything like that. They're just really warm and welcoming and really, you know, our hope is just to keep kids entertained for 15 minutes out of the day. Out of the day with these beautiful messages. And Alex, how did it go from the four of you beyond? So after 
the experience that we had that Angela just described, um, where it felt successful in, in that not only um, did we feel joyful again about reaching out um, outside of our bubbles, but it really had a great impact in the hospital. So we got back together and decided to scale this up. And um, we, we asked UCSF if they would like to continue and they said yes. So we um, have been, and we are right now, I and mean, this is literally still in the works, um, creating a whole year of programming that will um, hopefully be weekly delivery of video. And video is our most important content. So we um, reached out to Mr. Lamada, who has this incredible story time series that he was doing as the result of the pandemic, um, reading books to kids that he had been teaching. Um, and so he's coming on board to create video content. And that means that um, he reads he reads a book himself, not the author, but there's a little opening introduction with the author to say hello to the kids. And there's the reading of the book. So we're hoping to deliver to UCSF a full year, um, every week, a new author, and um, with Mr. Lamada reading the book. And then the author, depending on protocol and a whole bunch of other factors, um, the author will go in and visit those kids um, that are um, interested in coming down. They have like a community room so the kids can come down and do an activity with the author and meet the author. Um, and that's basically the, the program. Plus, we also um, get 10 books from the author signed and we give those to the kids on a weekly basis. Oh. So uh, yeah, it's really, it's really good stuff. And right now I think we have 34 uh, authors and illustrators signed up um, for the upcoming year and they're all Bay Area based. Oh. So this community, you know, it's like the ripple, right? The effect okay. of starting small and rippling out and outward. And, um, you know, that's the energy that we're feeling right now. And we officially, uh, are trying to launch. We have some deadlines to coordinate with the hospital, but our goal is to launch in November. Okay, so, so the year will start in November? Yeah, I have in my own fantasy that we'll have our first reading on Halloween. That <laughs> was really cool, um, but we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of moving parts right now, um, but we are, I believe that uh, we we should be on track for November. What do you think, Angela? Does that sound realistic? <laughs> it really, really does. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I want to see it happen sooner rather than later, and so I think we can do it. I think we can make this happen. I mean, you started with nothing just a few years ago, and now all these children being impacted. And I just want to clarify: it's not just one hospital. You said it's the the, it's been sent out to all the different hospitals, right? They're, they're smaller branches. Well, Benioff has two campuses, one in San Francisco, one in Oakland. So we're within there. Um, there, there are hospital for the upcoming year, but we would love to have relationships with many hospitals in the future. This is um, in our view and our hope, very scalable. Um, there are so many big communities of writers out there, and um, that the fact that there's this enormous energy and, and um, interest in this is very encouraging to us that it, it can go beyond UCSF after this first year. That's wonderful. You know, I, I have to tell you that, um, and I don't talk about this a lot, pause my dog, I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> 
you this, this was, was going to be edited part. <laughs> I told you this was going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did want to share, I don't talk about this a lot, but when I was 13, I was diagnosed with a rare um, blood disorder and it uh, transpired very quickly. And I ended up being hospitalized at U of M Ann Arbor. And I was in and out of the hospital from the age of 13 to 22. And um, I specifically remember that first time I was hospitalized, it was for 10 days and it was over Christmas and um, they had Santa Claus come and visit me and I was 13. Okay. But I never forgot that because, um, and I'm getting emotional talking about this, but there's just something about being in the hospital. It's scary. Even if your parents are visiting you, it's sterile. Um, it's lonely. And to provide this program that you're providing, I'm just, I'm blown away. And whatever I can do as a publisher to help you promote it, I will, for example, on this podcast, but put it in our newsletter and share it with, you know, people I know at our local hospitals, um, if you'd like to outbranch, because it's lonely. And I remember there was also a book cart and um, a nurse, a certain nurse would come around and she'd come with a book cart. And I was reading picture books, whatever I could. And I was 13. Um, so just coming from the other side, which I, I'm sure you've heard from families, um, but it's just, this is a beautiful thing that you're doing. So thank you. And I know of a couple authors that are closer to the Oakland branch um, that I'm sure they would love to do it. So I, are you doing it at both branches, you said? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, send them our way. Um, okay. Hope is, I think we're very confident that this year is going to um, is going to launch, and I think we're equally confident that we'll be able to do some more programming and beyond that. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just wanted to take a moment too to say thank you for sharing that story with us. I think you know, I think we all have a hospital story of some way, shape, or form, and I think that's what why this is so you know, when Alex said that this was an electric idea, because we all had kind of a connection to that. Mm -hmm. I remember as a child, same, I was very asthmatic. So I was in the hospital all the time. I was wow. a sickly little kid from mm -hmm. like the age of probably three until 12 um, was my childhood asthma. And so same, I, you know, it's stark, it's, it's bland, it's sterile you know, and you're a kid. And so it's not the funnest place to be in. And especially when you don't feel good and to not have those comforts of home that you're so used to, even, even your people. And so when we talked about that connection of, it's not just reading the story, but they're also seeing the people who read the story. And for me as a black author, that's really important that children of color and all children are seeing a, a variety of authors who may look like them, who may not look like them. And so that was another important piece for me personally of why I wanted to do this. And even, you know, like I said, we all have a connection to um, the hospital in some way, shape or form and as it pertains to pediatric care. And you took it from reading of the book, you took it to the next level. I really like the idea of um, having those signed books and maybe even the author visiting and it just goes above and beyond. And there's, there's always um, a children's activity center. Who knows? It could grow even more. Maybe they do an activity that is related to the book of the week. I mean, the ideas are endless. <laughs> so, so, so endless. endless. Um, any last final thoughts as we wrap this up? This has been a uh, joy speaking with both of you. Alex, any final thoughts about this community aspect and what you've learned from the last few years 
developing this? Yeah, I, w- I would like to say that um, I, I do feel really um, grateful that I, you know, that our writing community can create and, and be so generative in these other ways um, that we're working together to create something for kids and to use that creativity and, you know, that we bring into our writing into all the ways that we market ourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't see this program as a, as a marketing tool at all, but it does get uh, our work out there in a whole other way. And it brings attention to what we do and how we work with kids in their communities in in a new way. Yeah, and Alex, is there really any shame in marketing our books? I don't believe so. These, I mean, children need these connections. They need these stories to bridge conversations in the home. Um, Like you were talking about, Angela, about what makes us different, what makes us the same. I mean, we need children to be picking up these books about empathy and kindness so that our next generation is going to leave this place a much safer and kinder place than you know it maybe currently is. Um, but that's why I love the podcast because when marketing is put with children's picture books, it just feels different um, because the ultimate goal isn't selling books. It's really getting these messages into classrooms, into homes, into homeschool groups. So That's exactly right. Like having a background in marketing as a content strategist, um, you know, sometimes, yeah, people do feel that marketing is a dirty word. And it's really, it's really, it's not the marketing that's bad. It's the people who are doing the marketing behind it and what their attention and what their agenda is for marketing. But sending those messages, that's exactly it. It's just spreading the word of, of, of work that you're putting out into the world. And hopefully your intention, um, is is of good of goodness of of spreading joy and with um you know hope for uplifting and amplifying community mm-hmm. and I, that's what we're trying to do with this program and not only just our books you know it's it's the books of 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 other bay area authors who we all love working with and we love their work so that's the second piece of this that the core four of us get that joy of amplifying our friends in our community mm-hmm. And especially after these last few years of it being so difficult to market and sell books, we, you know, why wouldn't we want to do that for each other? And so I'm okay with marketing. We're marketing the heck out of this thing. This is not a dirty <laughs> word. Not, not over here. Not over here. Ladies, thank you. We will make sure that we put links to all the good things happening with both of you um, in our show notes. And we appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.